Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Aesthetics of Leadership podcast. I am your host, Edwin Adams, and today, back from episode five, Dr. Ryan Livingston, Doctor of Chiropractic Medicine in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, USA, a brilliant mind, an amazing healer, and the most amazing comeback story that you've ever heard. I'm excited to have Dr. Livingston back on the show. Let's get started with the conversation. What's up? Man, I am just glad to have an opportunity to speak with uh, one of the superheroes that walks amongst us. So, dude, thanks for saying yes to another invitation. Do you realize you were on episode five? I'm on number, this will be number 91. Wow, nice. It has been entirely too long to have your brilliant mind back on the show. Um, in the in the intro I just recorded, I you know I I had to talk about the amazing comeback story, or at least introduce it, and to talk about just what an amazing person you are. So stoked to have you on the show, and you know what I'm even more stoked about. I didn't come with an agenda. I told you over messages that this is really the the Dr. Ryan show. And that I'm just going to sit here and participate at at your discretion. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll make it a, uh, I guess we'll make it a, a God show because I didn't come with an agenda either. So that's good. So it'll be a a good flow. Well, there's so much to um, talk about. So, so maybe just to start us off, Ryan, why don't you, um, why don't you tell us what the biggest resistance in front of you is that you um, either are butting your head against or are strategizing on how to overcome. Let's just start the conversation that way. Easy. My Easy. own. I, I should have known that. My own limiting beliefs, my own, my own self-imposed barriers, whatever I believe that I cannot I subconsciously am believing that I can't, I can't create. Yeah, that's, that's, um, I guess that's, what should I say? I hear that a lot, right? I think it's just a part of human nature, which recently at a training conference and asked the same question to the field medical team that, that I, I train with an imposter syndrome was was probably the biggest fear or resistance in in front of the the field team right and i've just come to appreciate over my 50 almost 53 years on the planet that imposter syndrome is our right. compass that we should experience and feel when we're doing hard shit right yeah so if we're not feeling imposter syndrome we haven't set the bar high enough. So, so man, I'm glad you're experiencing that. Tell me more. Yeah, that's, uh, let me make sure my phone's off. Okay. That's, yeah, that's very, that's very, um, that's very good. And depending on how, how the individual person, and I'll speak for myself, depending on how I perceive things, that imposter syndrome if I'm understanding what other people mean by that correctly is the most important thing because my biggest transformation occurred when I got super spiritual and there's so many mechanistic uh, 
Newtonian concepts that fuel a lot of things. And I've transitioned to this space and place where I'm really attempting to operate outside of of matter and instead of efforting my way through things which you know your show is the aesthetics of leadership and to get aesthetics um first i'm assuming you mean you know most of us are extremely fit or look and appear fit that's a newtonian concept that's this thing and so um the that there's a it's easy for and i've listened to so many many of your guests so i mean we we can effort our way through things and and but i just know i just knew and that there was a better answer um and so i've just started really turning to the the spiritual world and i was always a really well-studied person and uh Part of the spiritual realm, I think a good transition for people that, that think they want to go spiritual and they're starting Newtonian or matter related, like, uh, if I do this, I will get this. In this world, that, that seems like a logical conclusion. For every KPI, key performance indicator that I hit, I'm going to produce XYZ. But really, what if we engage in the willing suspension of disbelief as my literature teacher, I believe she was a literature teacher in high school, talked about? What if really we're just observing things and we're scientifically saying this causes this, but really it has nothing to do with each other? And uh, so anyways, that's least too many people, but the spiritual realm is the most important thing and that helps combat uh, or get over it helps rise above the um imposter syndrome or when you feel it that's where your answer is is yeah wow there's a lot to un unpack there ryan and i'm excited to do that um so you mentioned a couple of things let's start with the aesthetics of leadership you know that was that's a play on words if you will because i believe there is a look to leadership not necessarily physical. Um, I think the look of leadership encompasses a, a, a lot of things. Um, aesthetics is the nature and appreciation of something. I appreciate the spiritual strength behind some people and the way that looks in the world, the way it shows up, the, the, the light that shines, if you will. Um, the, the mind, the way people think, there's a look to that uh, and it creates things in the world. Uh, if we want to talk about spirituality and our purpose here on earth, it is to create, right? So that has a, that has a look to it. And of course the body, I think you can speak to that and people can see uh, from your story, what you can create with drive, grit and, and purposeful will, right? So there, there's, there's magic in all three of those domains. Um, so yeah, how does how does that sit with you when when I talk about the aesthetics of leadership in that context? Uh, perfectly. Yeah, I figured it was more than I figured it was more than that. Definitely well articulated, and I I agree, I agree a hundred percent. There's a there, yeah, I agree. 
Yeah, there, and <clears throat> from the from the spiritual context, I think people too quickly go to religion as as spirituality, right? Um, tell me how you place organized religion in the context of spirituality. Are they mutually exclusive or, or, or not? Are spirituality and religion mutually exclusive? Maybe not, but maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. Uh, mutually exclusive means one cannot exist without the other, right? Yeah. I always get it. It's a 50-50 guess. <laughs> you nailed it. Um, yeah, so I think it's that's even that's tough too because it's all dependent on what the person's intent is. And intent comes intent can also come from an understanding or a lack of understanding, meaning a person can mean one thing and say it a certain way, but this other person has heard that word before, but completely boxes it and packages it completely differently for example um <clears throat> the religion the religion that i've i've come very close to is islam and but when people ask me about it i describe how i've lived my life and it happens to fit into this religion called islam now there are things that i've never done before I before I read about it, um, that that did there's things that I didn't do that I I wouldn't say innately, and because of crack that heals behind me, because I was blessed enough to be uh, led into this profession, we believe in this concept called innateness, and I believe that at the purest essence is what i'm referring to in spirituality and i i believe it's a thing that we're not we don't need to be taught necessarily if anything just like many things we need to be untaught a lot of things <laughs> that our cultures teachers preachers ironically enough and then dogmas have subjugated us into and one of those things is um is spirituality and even it, even this this new book that i got uh, from one of my very good brothers, uh, it it's called something along the lines of the uh, English, the guide to the English Muslim or something like that. And anyways, even in there, it breaks apart the way I've always thought of explaining religion and and have attempted to explain religion to people, and that it's it's it, that and it explains Islam is not this this is not actually the word the word religion it's not a pre-contained it's not it is a it is an innate innate built thing that if you if you are unreserved that you will find yourself doing and they call it it's it's a divine path and we're all on this divine path and if we could just get rid of the word religion um you know with the exception of of the concepts of you know there's many gods or there's one god but even that i could argue goes back to well even in like hindu and buddhism well i don't remember about buddhism but even in hinduism where there are quote unquote many gods well what if what if even that person was able to eventually step back and be like well 
who are you, Dr. Adam, when you're pissed off? Who are you when you're happy? Who are you when you're this? Those are all expressions of you. But what if all those little individual gods are all expressions of one connection? I don't know. I don't I don't know the answers, but I but uh what, what was the answer again? I do this a lot. <laughs> I love, absolutely love listening to you. So the, the, the original question was whether, whether religion and spirituality are mutually exclusive. And I think, I think you've, you've at least helped, helped me appreciate once again, that I think spirituality is a big topic with a lot of connections and meaning for a lot of different people based on how they were reared what their life experiences were and what their beliefs are, their their faith belief, but it is a divine journey nonetheless for everyone involved in this realm of spirituality. You can express that a lot of different ways. Is that fair? Oh, abs absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think we get into trouble when we when we judge someone else's divine journey. I, I, I think that's a slippery slope. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and. And one of the perfect examples of that, that's what, that's what led, that's what my personal journey to <clears throat> what I will not, like, even if people ask me if I'm religious, I'm like, I'm not, um, it's a word, it's an English word, it's called religion, obviously there's, you know, Latin terms, et cetera, but I'm like, I, I don't know, I'm not, and there, um, I'm, I'm a, child of god if you want to use those words i'm uh i'm a believer in the thing that's that speaks to me or that lives through me i guess you know because i really don't like getting into these yeah i gotta ask yourself what's the purpose of religion anyways <clears throat> and all i know is that islam is this extremely disciplined you know even i hesitate to use that word um, I would have never thought to pray five times a day, but it's all based in quote unquote science where, you know, as the sun comes up, you're, you're, you're connecting to God. All you're doing is connecting to whatever this thing is, whatever animate, potentially whatever animates and runs us, what connects you and I, um, and, and what is it doing for you? it being being religion or your spiritual journey what is what is being on this railroad track and on this train and this alignment crack crack the deals right <clears throat> what is this alignment the nervous what is all this, what is what is all this doing for you and if it's making you a much better person and being able to be around people and people people love people love you and inspire are inspired by you um i think that that is a great thing in doing that, other some people could could argue, but you know what? Forget. It. Let's not talk about other people. Let's talk about me, right? Um, it allows me to be the best version of myself, and I always seek and create the best version of myself. And if I'm always focused uh, on on improving myself for Allah, for God, for this connection, then I'm going to be able to bring the best damn person that I can bring to the freaking experience here and that's gonna that's gonna connect us all and that's it's it is exactly like busting your ass in the gym except it's not efforting your way through things it is 
constant humility, constant gratitude. I've, I've never seen more. I've never cried more in my life. I've always been a person who was pretty emotional relative to other American males. But I hang out with brothers all the time that are sitting there crying during prayer, like not to speak bad on Christianity, because that's not what this is about, because we're all people of the book, or which that's another concept. But the way I was raised up, I never saw people cry in church. Like, um, are you feeling what you're praying? I, and I think you've even I've even said this on on our previous podcast. Um, when you pray, what are you actually doing? I've never been, no one's ever taught me how to, how to pray the way that I thought innately that it was supposed to be done. If some, look, we have hyperbaric oxygen chamber in this other room. We see so many uh, cancer patients and we see so much of it healed. Nobody ever taught me, but I felt it was innate that if why would you pray for someone to get better? What What is prayer, first of all? But why are you praying someone to get better, but you're actually believing that they're going to die? I don't know that those go together. Um, in Islam, they don't. In, in I don't believe in Christianity. You know, I don't even like saying these words. Just like, know the person's going to get healed. And just like... Have faith. Chant, chant, yeah, have exactly. Have faith. That is what real faith is. And that goes right back to our original concept of, uh, what did you ask? Um, oh yeah. The, uh, not getting outside of yourself. Oh crap. What, what did you talk, what were we talking about? Imposter yeah. syndrome. Yes. Imposter syndrome. Thank you. I was, was going to let you simmer on that one. I knew you were, I, I knew it was on the tip of your tongue. Yeah. So the, the whole imposter syndrome yeah, I would love to hear about these conferences. I would, and maybe I can bounce, bounce off of, and uh, also acknowledge exactly what they're talking about because fear just means fear just means just keep walking, like this. Just put one foot in front of the other. That's all you have to do. And if and if you're somebody who is spiritual and, and is relig religious. And 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 the believes in this to be in to be lived to believe in that there is this uh, there is this thing that connects us all that we call God. Some of us call God. Some of us believe if there is this thing, then know that you're going to be taken care of. Just like when you're growing up as a kid, you never worried about money. You're just like, Mom, Dad, can I have money? And then the money came. A but like always. Well, you get my point. Yeah. Like, what if engage in that willing suspension? What if everything you want is possible? If, if Allah, if God, if it's, if for the greater connection of us all, it's a good thing and you want it, why couldn't you have it? So that's, 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 that's life's question. And the one we started this conversation with, what's the resistance in front of you? And I, I, I am, I am alarmed at the rates of suicide in, in men who fall to a place where the light is so dim, they, they have no connection, not only with, with a higher power, but they have no connection with anyone else for rescue. Um, they're not asking for help. They, there, there is no other option, but to check out in their perspective, their lens 
of what life is like. And is that, is that a lack of a spiritual connection and a divine journey in your opinion? And, and that might not be fair. That's too judgmental on the, on, on, on the people I'm talking about. They've lost something. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a perfect, that's a, that's a perfect question because at some point we do have words and definitions and things. Right. And so absolutely because at, at however you get to the root of it, they don't believe that whatever they're doing is possible or whatever they're setting out to do. Uh, and they let the weight of that, they allow the weight of that to get too much. And, but if, yes. And if they do have something, call it whatever you want to call it, but ultimately what it is, is a knowing beyond knowing that this is going to happen. If they had that ability and possess that capacity, then they would just keep what? one foot in front of the other and they and they would arrive eventually and and yeah and they would arrive there if they had that i personally would say start listening to arabic start listening to the quran like there's some and it's it's in it's innately expressed in the book itself that number one all these other religions the people of the book the the jews the christians are right these books were are part of what God has bestowed upon us or gifted us. I thought I turned that. Um, but those those are right. And here's the most latest updated GPS. The Quran is in Arabic and it talks about like, okay, so these things are right, but here's where you guys got some things a little bit wrong and then just started doing few things wrong i like to be very like i like to say it like that because it really is like that um and but just to give you an example like if you're if you're really practicing muslim and you're a male you can marry a christian or a jewish female there's some people that don't care about any of that just like there's christians that don't that don't care about any of that and you know and everything and every other type of religion um but built within this 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 religion is this concept that um this that there there are number one there's an ultimate like hey we don't have all the answers in the sense that some things cannot be explained and we don't have the under we don't have the understanding and then as as a as a physician i'm going to tell you i know for a fact that's the the reality even from a logical perspective because look at how much our our machinery updates our technology updates and we keep it we keep inventing and we keep figuring out so many more things that we didn't even know before like that that completely change how we look at quote unquote medicine, you know, and um, maybe a good example will come to me later, but even just phys with physics and logic, there, there are some good examples of like, oh, here, I'll get, I'll get, do one. <laughs> so when we think of a cup and I'm like, Hey, I got my advanced spinal Institute cup. 
is this the cup? The the angle that the camera's showing right now, or is this the cup? Or is this the cup? Mm. Or is when I talk about the cup, are you visualizing warm coffee in the cup? Are not all of those part of the cup? But which one of those are you thinking about or tasting? You know, you're not tasting coffee when I talk about this cup. Can you? Yeah, you can. Just like when you know a pizza's coming, you're going to start to salivate. It's literally built into our body. Like, that's not arguable. Or when you think about a lemon, mm, it's a little bit bitter. You literally, you, if you tested the salivary glands, amylase or whatever is going to start to secrete. Um, so my point with that is that there's things built into the Quran that say like, look, if you can't even understand this cup and you and I don't even agree on the word love, dude, trust me. <clears throat> um, and then here's something that here's something that I'll throw in. Actually, no. I'll, I'll talk about it later if it comes up. Where are we at? No, please throw it out and let's see what all right. sticks. Let's, all right. Yeah, let's throw some. Too bad I don't have any. Um, let's throw some shit at the wall. <clears throat> so take take about this this logic. And this is just, again, Newtonian logics built into our, our minds that can understand what we can currently understand. <clears throat> Before, can you remember... And you don't have to say anything because you're muted. <clears throat> Thank you. Can you remember any time that you were in, in your mother's womb? No. Do you have any? Perfect. I don't. I don't remember it. And uh, nobody I've talked to has. Doesn't mean that's accurate. But no one can under can remember that when they were in the womb. They can remember times a little bit after that. But did you have consciousness when you were in the womb? I don't know. Maybe uh -huh. not. But were you you? A hundred percent. So we're not going to get into the, like, you know, the other side of this argument thing, but <clears throat> whether or not you had consciousness, you were still you. And imagine if you did have consciousness. Imagine as I look outside and, and Alhamdulillah, which means praise God. Thank you, God. There's a little sun out today in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I love it. Um, Imagine what you would have seen if you were in the womb, okay? It would be, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a little figurative here and say it would be maybe very cold. You would definitely be in liquid, right? You might feel like a fish, but you wouldn't know what a fish is. Um, it would be dark. You would have a... Right? Just like you see in all these space age movies where... People are like stuck in tanks and they're frozen. They've got this like thing on their head or on their mouth, right? They're stuck, you know, they're stuck to some type of chamber that feeds them, right? Or keeps them alive, right? That's what we would be in. And then you would be like, mm -hmm. you, you might think, oh my God, what is this? Or maybe you wouldn't, who knows? But Little do you know, in nine months, or what would seem like an eternity, who knows how long that would feel like to you? That could feel like, you know, we're alive, let's say, let's say 100 years. Inshallah. I mean, it's God willing. May God bless us with that. May, may that be God's wish for us. Inshallah, we lived 100 years, super high quality of life. <clears throat> what does 100 years feel like? Well, how long does nine months feel like? I don't know. But it feels like an eternity. What if that whole time you, you never 
Could you ever imagine that as soon as that that wall burst, okay, as soon as the water burst, that when you open these things we call eyes, which are just an extension of your brain, that you would see all of this, that you could run your hand against against this wall, and it's got a, it's got some uh, speckling or whatever. You know, you can feel the texture, right? Or this mouse is very soft. I'm not going to lick the mouse, but it would taste a certain way, right? I don't got any coffee left, but you know, you you know what coffee tastes like. Like how many people love coffee? Like how could you even think that you would be able to do something with it, with this thing here, this thing here, and you would taste coffee? Do you see what I mean? I'm getting a little esoteric on us, right? Um, <clears throat> But you would definitely never have been able to visualize and comprehend that this was what was next after nine months. Imagine if there is, that gives me, I don't remember if if God planted that, if Allah planted that in my head. I don't believe anyone ever, anyone ever told me about that. Um, but maybe they did. But that gave me so much excitement because now I'm like free. I'm not like, Oh my God, I'm going to die. And hopefully anyone listening to this conversation might start to step back and be like, holy shit. I kind of like that. That's like, that's like peaceful. Right. And I'll tell you, you know, I don't know how many people watching this know my story, but <clears throat> I died twice. <clears throat> okay. Once when I was, a, I was a little kid and then Alhamdulillah, I broke every world record and this isn't a reflection of me at all. This is a reflection of following what's put here by, by creation, by creator, whatever you want to call it. I'm going to call it Allah. That's that word's fun to say. Allah. It's, you know, it's Arabic. Um, and then I lived, I lived, I lived. Okay. So the average person with what I, with what I had, cause I'm not a victim, <laughs> diseases and conditions though i'm a doctor are merely uh phasic they're phasic they're states of being they're not forever they're not forever at all and anyone anyone's watching this later on that is a victim of an incurable disease it's not incurable it is not incurable you're incurable and the only way you're incurable is if you allow that thought to proceed I've I've done it when we did our first podcast. At that time, I've already treated almost tens of thousands of patients in the clinics I worked at, and that was only a couple. That was with within school and a couple years, and not even two full years out of school. Okay, we're still treating a ton of patients. I work with my colleagues who treat these patients with these incurable diseases, like going off on a, a little bit of a tangent, but. I was 12 or 13 is the average age that somebody lives with my condition. And then, as I found out, they'll need a liver transplant. Okay. I lived, the, the, and the latest, I asked my buddy, check this out. This is where I, I, talk, I start talking about God things, a lot. Things by divine, create, by divine source that just, you know, when I stepped forward and was just, you know, like, you're difficult. Save me, Jesus. <laughs> 
Okay. And I'm not making fun of it, but I am kind of making fun of it. <clears throat> but it's, it's, it's a, it, my intent is not putting people down. My intent is like embrace the shit out of that because it's going to make you love people more. It's going to make you, you know, um, but I'm not, I, I asked my buddy who's a, I'll, be, I'll give a little story on this in a second. I asked my, my buddy who's a, who's a physician, he's a transplant physician. What's the oldest you've ever seen somebody with my condition live <clears throat> before they needed a transplant? And he is a liver transplant doctor. 16. He said 16. And guess how long I lived? Let me rephrase. How long I thrived? Here's a hint, audience. I was on his show two years ago. So I lived to 35. Now... I don't want to bring up, I won't bring that up. Um, that is beyond, I forget the word, the level of statistical significance, you know, one and a half to two standard deviations. And you've literally captured 99.999%. When you start to go, I'm going to, I'm going to slide to the side because here's the standard deviation. When you start to go all the way out here, it is an impossibility that I lived to 35. Okay. And I'm just saying that it's, <clears throat> I don't want to, in some aspect, I want to say it's what I did, but it's not really what I did, though it is. <clears throat> but, you know, anyways, and then, and then, and then, and then what, I, what did I do? Alhamdulillah, thank God for the one thing that I've always told people that I I do totally recognize a blessing is that I have always had a strong connection to source always and I have an amazing family which I don't understand and and thank God I will never understand and and hopefully alhamdulillah inshallah you know who would if I have a family they will also never have to be grow up without an amazing loving caring family but um i set the intention and and the connection to god that make me this make me shatter everything that these these humans and i i don't mean the best of us um <clears throat> but make make allow me to be an example may you permit me to be an example <clears throat> because what i'm about to undergo i know isn't easy and i know even if some people wanted to they wouldn't put in the effort which does go back to the efforting part however may i shatter every record and so here i am today <clears throat> anybody that's followed my journey i was discharged in three days from a full liver transplant that's the fastest ever um and i'm gonna add uh, a caveat that makes it best ever by a landslide because i'm gonna throw in quality meaning somebody i i asked one of the nurses and this is the top transplant facility in the world the number one transplant surgeon works here and the number three 
uh, number three transplant surgeon and the number one living donor transplant uh, surgeon is here. And um, so I asked one of the nurses something, and I believe, and it kind of got me a little disappointed, but I believe somebody else had been discharged in like, I want to say five, six, seven days or something like that after a transplant. But I'm like, yeah, but there's no way that they had the same quality that I had when I left. Um, I, as the second I woke up, I started, I, I started walking. I started doing my crunches. I started, and I'm going to tell you, I, I never believe people when they talk about pain levels and they're like, oh, it's an 11 out of 10. Well, holy mother of God, the level of pain that I experienced on one specific day, the things that your body does when you're in that much pain, <clears throat> other people that have been in that pain, hmm. You know, I recognize emergency medicine. I've been in, trained in emergency medicine. Everyone in our clinic here is emergency trained. Whether they're one of our call, one of my colleagues is a, is a paramedic. Like we all get it. Emergency medicine, amazing. The rest of healthcare, okay. Um, except for what, except for what we do in the in the, the docs like us. Um, so my point is that I'm here still thriving, and uh, I want to be able to help lots of people thrive. And you definitely need a strong, uh, you need a great leader, aesthetics of leadership. You need an amazing, phenomenal leader. And you definitely need some type of connection to whatever, whatever really, whatever really creates us. I think chiropractors are amazing because we recognize. Now there's other forms of medicine and I don't really like using the word medicine, but I do it just because it gets me into the party you know, where all the cool kids are at, right? Um, but we recognize, which means it's still, it's there whether you want to admit it or not. We recognize the innate capacity of the body to heal itself. And as a pharmacist yourself, I'm sure people know that by now, but um, you're the best doctor to look at medications and know as much as we can know what's what's likely to happen way better than hopefully we can not humiliate we can humble some of the mds out there that are aren't too familiar with medications it's the pharmacist that saves and you you've met you know adam martin the fit pharmacist it's you guys who don't let the patient eat snickers when they're taking metformin like, hey, you're going to have to take this Snickers bar and go check out somewhere else because if I'm going to give you metformin, you're not taking the Snickers bar with you. All right. <clears throat> wow, Ryan. Um, where do I start unpacking that one? So, wow. Okay. So, <clears throat> I'm going to attempt this three different ways. So, the original. <laughs> the original question that started us on that incredible journey that you just explained to us with tremendous context was those, those people who have lost a connection, right. And have found themselves in a dark place. What is the next step? Because they, I, I feel like, and I, I've been in these low places before, not to the checkout, point where I, I am obligated to go one one terminal route 
but I've been dark enough to know that I'm, I'm trying to close the gap between two very distant destinations where I am and where I would like to be. And this gap is really depressing. It's very hard for me to see just the next step. And I think that's, that's hard for a lot of people. This, this gap is, is screaming at them that it's a tremendous gap to close from, from your religious background. I I, want to say religious background from your spiritual (laughs) connection and your divine journey. Yeah. How do you help people find the next step? That's a, that's a great question. Um, I would say I'm not entirely sure of I do believe that the Quran is, is amazing. And it's the people, Alhamdulillah, that I've been around that made it that way. And does, is the Quran making the people? In my experience, that is the case. Um, my answer to the question isn't, isn't immediately the Quran. My answer is start the journey and get around people that that fill you up. Now, with that said, if you're alone, I'm going to I'm going to say a couple number 1, I'm going to talk about if you're alone and you're not a person that gets out and socializes, that's going to be a different different way versus if you're someone who does and is willing like if you have a spouse, you know, hopefully the spouse or the boyfriend or the girlfriend or the whatever can go with you to these places and is ex- and is excited to go with you. Because if they're not, I, I don't really have an answer for that, except unfortunately, what's always been, quote unquote, the right answer, which is you got to figure out if that's the right relationship. That's a whole different ballgame um, where someone like you would be way better at answering that because uh, I, I can give the heart, the quick, solid cut the cord answer, which that's not most people are ready for that or are able to deal with that. But but sometimes necessary or often necessary. Yeah. But oh, and yes. Yeah. As the person that's by themselves and scared and alone well, the answer just came to me. There are so many platforms where you can embrace amazing, in my case, uh, Muslims. Amazing platforms where you can engage the Christians, engage the people that are, that are you know, high on life. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> some of them are cuckoo. It's all right. <laughs> but... Uh, the prerequisite to all this is that you do understand that, you know what, number one, understand that there's people out there that are not only willing to help, they're actually looking to help. So the first step could be figure out what your next journey step is. If if it's going to a church, look at a couple churches, go talk to the people in charge, Ex- be okay with explaining your situations. There's so many people that's what brings so many people to God is is the open arms <clears throat> um in a in a if you come to a mosque 
it's a such a different experience you 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 should feel <clears throat> i mean initially you might you might feel the worst panic attack ever in your life but what's going to happen what's happened in my experience <clears throat> is i i've always had this i've somehow been blessed to cultivate this energy and i can go in and out of character but when you meet me in person it's just this energy this level of peace you know when you're talking to me that i'm not judging you you you'll know that when you're talking to me yes i have my hard line to sand like nope no drugs <laughs> i didn't take a single drug since i was 11 or 12 and that's that is why i'm the 35 year old needed a transplant now yet the world's healthiest i took opioids for a little over a week and i had a transplant is that because i'm amazing um if you define me being amazing by my ability to allow the creator to work through me, then, then yeah. But me personally, no, I just took the next step. Okay. Um, but that's like for that's, that's the example of my hard line. I will, it's not a judgment. That's my definition. That's just like, you're an employee and here's your the jobs for your task. You know, no hard feelings. If you don't fulfill those tasks, you're fired. Right. No hard feelings. You don't need drugs rarely do you ever truly need drugs and if your your answer isn't to get off them i don't know what you're doing i'm actually kind of a good example where they got me on anti-rejection medication right i'm only now on one of them and i will i will get off them i don't know how long it's going to take <clears throat> but you know i am the the oddball that's like well there has to be a way that i don't actually need these like i'll give you an example why i think that way all right well i was given part of a liver okay well my body created the rest of that liver so how could the rest of that liver be seen as foreign that doesn't really make sense to me because my body created it so whatever living breathing dna is there i don't believe that that would be a problem especially because it was my sister alhamdulillah anybody that wants to send thank you cards and is just like oh this is an amazing story it's my sister that that needs the recognition because god just put her in my life um and she was wanting to do that um she's a human too yeah, yeah. there's the two amazing humans uh in this story yeah. well, several amazing humans yeah and um anyways so that's the next step long long answer is yeah find a tribe find a tribe connect with the tribe be open be open to going to be open to getting in the books you've got to do that um yeah, and asking then, for help. That's probably Yeah, there we go. That's great. That's the hardest thing in the whole <laughs> whole world. There is a um a wonderful video. I don't know if you have Apple Apple TV, but there is there's a wonderful little 30 40 minute cartoon, the the badger, the boy, the horse and the fox. It's an animated little um show packed with smack you in the face absolute gold mines uh gold nuggets of of i guess answers that a lot of people are looking for in life it's shown to you right there in a wonderful cartoon that most people would see as non-threatening um <clears throat> there's no judgment there's all love in, in that with four different characters with four different perspectives on life uh, it's just fascinating but it it shows me that on this downward spiral, 
that is a a journey of solitude, right? You're you're getting smaller and smaller and smaller in your connection to other people, and at the point that it's cut off, that loneliness is 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 then the incentive, you know, for the the wrong decision in my mind. If I'm going to put a judgment on it, I think it's a terrible decision. Uh, I think it's an awful decision. I'm so sorry it has to get to that decision. That's the sorrow and the awfulness that I feel was that the the loneliness was not stopped at a higher level of spiral, if you will. So so me in in my my Christian belief is that I need I need to I am my brother's keeper, essentially. That those are the words that I'm I'm watching my brothers very carefully for for a lot of things but specifically that downward spiral you know you're not communicating we're not connected there's something different about you there's an energy change whatever it is i'm i I feel like i'm sensitive to that as a grown adult christian right um that's a responsibility i've taken I've taken very seriously how, yeah. So, so the only way to scale that is to have more people like that, um, irrespective of your religious connection, but your divine journey is your responsibility to be your brother's keeper, right? Part of your divine journey is that responsibility. Would you agree with that? Oh, uh, more than a hundred percent. And what just, clicked click to me was that is definitely alhamdulillah much thank god that's one of my other blessings is you probably remember the story the way adam martin dr adam martin also a pharmacist farm d met was oh wrong person we met at the university he is also a bodybuilder um what he'll tell you is that one of my abilities is like I'm a child like I just am a a lot of these restrictions these filters these tight boxes even though I also don't like labels they don't really they don't apply to me somehow and I walked up to the CrossFit the lead the CrossFit leader the leader of the clan of CrossFit and brought us together that is definitely what today's about there is no such like for people that see different religions and like think that you're going to war stop it work on yourself in islam specifically talks about what i mentioned earlier which is people of the book people of the book okay christians jews muslims etc we all need to get to the point where if you're so focused on yourself and bettering yourself you're going to be surrounded by other people like like yourself myself i I don't even we're gonna bring each other up and we're gonna continue because at the end of the day you're gonna get mad at yourself for having gotten angry at something and then you're gonna go and become better from it i'm gonna do the same i'm always focused on my best presentation of myself to this thing that we believe in which is that whether you want to call it a god or whether you just want to say it is the connection of us 
I'm so focused on that that I might I might snap from time to time. Of course I do. But at the end of the day, I'm gonna walk away more hurt, and that hurt is is turns into love, which I just made a note here. As low as you go is as high as you can climb. Because if if you just drop and then you invert it and you realize that that was all energy, you have this much energy. So two things. Number one, you are your brother's keeper. Today is also about number one, Christians, Muslims, Jews, whatever. Y'all need to talk to each other. We're all focused on the same goal. You, you Don't try. The way you get the tallest building in the town is by building the tallest building, not by ripping down someone else's building. Don't be silly. Okay. We need to come together because there's way too many people that need us and at least the fractal of what we have to be focused on the people that are, that aren't, aren't praying, you know, well, here's something that I'll, I wanted to write an article. This is the perfect time to talk about it. I wanted to write an article about, article about how to strengthen the 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 christian the christian how to strengthen how to what can christians find uh adopt from muslims that are going to make all of us better and here's a couple things and it answers your question a hundred percent we are our brother's keeper in islam it talks about if you <clears throat> it talks about uh i don't want to say hierarchical but there's the one there's the reality that you you are responsible for your neighbors which means if your neighbors can't afford food you, you got to take care of your neighbors you got to take care of yourself you got to take care of your family but you're going to have more than you need and you should be taking care of your neighbors think about that most of us don't even talk to our neighbors what if you realize that there's a purpose on this earth and that you're responsible for your neighbors? How, how amazing would that be? So 100% I agree with that. <clears throat> um, it's our duty and our obligation. Um, I, I'm, if, if I ever, alhamdulillah, um, way before I ever get another fancy car, you, you can bet your ass that <clears throat> all this other stuff is being taken care of, is being taken care of and will continue to be taken care of um even though you know i got all my debt 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 issues too but that's not a problem <laughs> um so yes 100% of that um what else was i going to say oh you're talking about the gap i've just kind of explained that a little bit but i i want people to truly understand when you know that you're going to get through something I personally use that that feeling of like I'm trying to think what's a good what's a good analogy. Whenever I'm going through something extremely hard, look, you need to get emotional and, and release it. You need to cry. You need to feel the lowest low. You need to feel why do I feel? Look, let's be honest. <clears throat> I know I know having worked on the West Coast and having worked with a lot of good attorneys. Uh, let me give you an example of what I just what I'm just experiencing yesterday. Okay. Here I am. I should be thankful and grateful. Opened a brand new practice. I've got some amazing doctors. I have one of the, the top orthopedic MDs that, that we're working and collaborating with. 
Um, and here I am. I, I know how good I, I know that I'll be way better. First off, let's start with that <clears throat> for the people that don't have confidence and don't know me yet to know my intent. I know how good I am. I know where I want to go, <clears throat> but I am already a doctor who teaches doctors across the U.S., works with the top doctors in personal injury, and teaches. I went to an emergency emergency care facility to teach their x-ray techs how to properly take imaging. <clears throat> this tech worked for 33 years in the ICU. If she worked for 33 years in the ICU and still doesn't understand how to take the proper imaging that I have to see to check out these spinal issues that are being missed, causing the, causing the, the number one, four, and six leading causes of chronic pain and disability. She's missing these, and I had to teach her them. I know the attorneys and the other doctors don't know this. I already know that because I, I've seen the notes. I've worked with a lot of the doctors on here. Anyways, I get to that point to say, look, I have a very high acumen for that <clears throat> and a very high knowledge base for that and thirst. I lost it yesterday, and I'll show you what losing it looks like. Um, I'm just getting sick and tired of of attorney of these attorneys around here. They're, they know what their legal obligations are. They're definitely not Muslims, and they're definitely not good Christians, if they even are Christian. Okay? <clears throat> they're not even including, this is illegal, by the way, or part of their ethical code and conduct. And I'm obviously not going to say their names, but they know who they are. You cannot take a patient that I treated and just not throw in the medical bills and settle a case without the doctor. You can't do that. That's illegal. Okay. Now I could, I could easily do something about that. I could spend time and energy doing that. <clears throat> okay. I was beside myself. Like I'm the person like, are you kidding me? Like, we won't, we won't go into that, but you know how it made me feel? And I'm like, wow. I was like, all right, cool. So here's how I used that situation. Number one, it was, there's five prayers in Islam and you, you, you want to do your best to make Salah. You want to do your best to make that. It was the very last prayer, Isha. Okay. And before it, um, I did a couple extra prayers and then I, I prayed, but during that prayer, I just let it out, man. Like, okay, what's the worst case scenario? Why, why am I feeling the way that I am? Because I want these people to like me. Because I want these, I want the respect, whatever that is. Uh, because I want them to refer me patients. Okay, well, what's the root cause of that? Money, right? Money and helping people, obviously. Okay, so what's my worst fear? Travel down that. Get into the pain of what's your worst fear. All right, cool. Now, what's the answer to all that? I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be more than fine because in Islam, and somebody that's an expert in the Bible is going to find something similar. I'm going to get rewarded hundredfolds for number one, not only not only not going, not only am, do I have the right to take an eye for an eye. I have that right in Islam. But I, I won't do that. That's just not who I am. You get rewarded so much more. If not only do you, you have that right, you'll be perfectly fine. Flawless. You have that right. What's better than that is forgiving the person. What's even better than that, check this out, 
That same law firm is one of the largest law firms in the U.S. Well, guess what I did? And, and this isn't, maybe I shouldn't talk about it. There's a lot of things you should just do with God and then no one else has to know. Although, you know what? I, I can talk about it because I accidentally told the one lady because she was the connection with this other doctor, okay? So I went out and with this company, I connected them with one of the top orthopedic doctors in this state. And he works with some professional teams. Let's just put it that way. And he loves personal injury. And he's very good at it. So I am hoping, alhamdulillah, inshallah, that that produces more than I could ever imagine. And that's the abundance that I'm I'm hoping for. And rightfully so. If nothing ever happens from that, and they walk away with a great attorney, and they and they never work with me, okay. I'm going to be hurt. You know what I'm going to do? It's just going to connect me closer to God, and I'm just going to become stronger and stronger. Okay. And then I'm going to walk with my gaze down and I'm just going to, I'm going to be so good. They can't ignore me. And then when they come back, I'm going to love them even more. That's what I did with, with my ex extreme hurt <clears throat> is I just, I just released them and I cried and you know how much, how bet how much better my prayer was. And if I believe what I say, I believe in which I do. And that just brought me so much closer. It just, it, it, humi not humiliated me, but humbled me, you know, anyways. Yeah, that, that's, that's the so that's divine journey I think people miss in their religious practices, right? Um, that is exactly the work necessary to understand your human existence from a divine perspective. But what, what you just described is the work necessary um, by us in order to sustain that connection to the divine. If we're yeah. not working it, if we're not exercising it, we can't grow it. And I think you um, understand growth and transformation on a whole nother level than most humans because of your journey and because of where you are now. Um, the the universal law that allows you to grow um, on the outside like you have and on your inside from, from your transformation story through a liver transplant, that's those are the same universal laws that are applicable across all those three domains of life we talked about earlier. Yeah. Yep. And you know what I just thought about? It's that loss. I felt a loss right? As, as silly or as magnanimous as, as somebody wants to call it, I felt a deep loss. And guess what happens in that loss? Because you, you even did this right earlier. You're like, you, as low as you go. Well, in that loss, a vacuum of space is created. And then it can attract all the right things. It can attract all the right things. Because also in that state, I'm I I'm at a loss. I'm in a state where, you know, use whatever words you want to use, humiliated, um, not not like upset, but 
I'm longing for something, whether it's connection, whatever it is. But guess what? When I see the next person I see, it was like when I was at my sickest in life. I didn't care what I looked like. I was 220 pounds, but I just loved on people. I'm not going to tap back into it now because I'll cry, but like it puts you in a state where people people love you. People want to be around you. And isn't that what isn't that what it ultimately comes back to anyways? Like, what are you going to do with all the money once you have the money? You're going to go hang out with people. You're going to love on people. If you weren't worried about money, well, guess what? You can wake up in that state. You can wait. And if you face your maker in Islam, you pray five prayers a day. Guess what? Friday is the religious day, which ironically in Western cultures where everyone goes out and parties and gets away from their creator. If you went and prayed and connected to God five times a day and you prepared yourself for that prayer and you just centered yourself, okay, your, your relationship with God is going to become so much greater than you can ever imagine. And that's one of the things that I was saying I want to write an article. I want to write the five things that Christians can learn from Muslims. Number one, prayer, man. Number one, how to pray. Maybe So maybe one and two is how to pray. And then two is do it five times a day. Do it three times a day. Okay. And the way Christians we already have those practices, Ryan, I don't think we have to learn that from, from Muslim. Those are exercised um, yeah. through the daily office. Um, we have the same thing. So, so get good with prayer, get good with reaching out and connecting with God. Be fervent in it. Have your have your daily rituals, you know. Um, the other thing is, oh crap, what was I gonna say? Um, threw off Ryan. Oh, yeah, you did. You threw off Ryan. When you when you pray, just think how how at peace you are when you're actually grounding, which is a concept that I know a lot of chiropractors love to teach. And you're walking in your bare feet. Take your shoes off. We kneel and we prostrate. Okay, just kneel. Just, just get down and kneel, man. Like you're so close to the ground. Like, where do you go when you're at like your lowest low in your life? You drop to your knees, you drop to the ground. Try praying, praying on the ground, sit on the ground, cross your legs, take your Bible, just connect. You know, that's another thing that, that you can try. When you go into a church, we take our, we take our shoes off and we're not allowed even in the area with shoes we we do a thing we, we call performing wudu which means absolving yourself you cleanse yourself how good do you feel when you after you take a shower don't you feel cleansed that's that's what wudu is you wash your hands you say you say a little you say a little prayer wash your face your whole your whole neck your feet like you get ready like you're, it's a spiritual cleansing. It's literally water and a physical cleansing too. And you're just like, and yeah, you got, you got to have the intention there. That's number four or five, whatever, whatever we're on intention, like really feel the prayer that you're saying. Like if God is this almighty creator and it's not a sky being, um, and it connects us all and it's beyond comprehension, just like back to the example of, of being in the womb versus being out here and taste touch smell sound vibration feeling 
all these senses and ones that we haven't even discovered yet, like proprioception is a, is a sense, the ability to know something somewhere where that you can't see with your eyes. Uh, what else? There, there are definitely energy fields is, is, is some type of sense. I know some people call it the sixth or seventh sense. I don't know. Um, there's so many senses. You like act in this world as if there is a, as if there is a, a hereafter. Most religions believe, believe that. Now, try to utilize the example I gave you to like have peace in that. Um, so that's number five, or, or if it's not, <laughs> then five is try to find that peace, that daily true peace. Like how excited you are before you, before you go on vacation. And when you get to your vacation spot, you're like, oh my gosh, like you're, you're touching the tables and everything's brand new. Because your mind doesn't internalize it and doesn't judge it, and that's judgment, doesn't judge that this is new or not new because you've been living in the same house for forever. But look, yes, look at the wall you've looked at for 30 years and just kind of try to reimagine where you were when you first saw that, how excited you were, you know. Um, I'm sorry, I can come up with a, a be five better ones. Don't be negative to yourself. That's what I think of myself. Yeah, that's a me. big one. That's number 14. Uh, I think you're on 14. <laughs> There we go. There we go. Love it, man. I, you know, this is, this conversation has done nothing, but, but prove to me once again, we have more in common than, than different. Right. I, I firmly believe that the, 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 the most amazing thing that I, I can say about my relationship with you, Dr. Livingston is that you're the real deal. And it is, it is endearing, it is heartwarming, and it is definitely you showing up in my timeline on my spiritual and divine journey is probably one of, one of life's great gifts, right? To be connected with someone who, um, who loves, who, who is a leader who is unapologetic about who they are and the journey they've been on because you, sir, lead from a whole different level of existence and are most certainly a light in this world. And I just appreciate the connection, Ryan. You you light me up um, because of who you are and how you shine in this world. So thank you for that. I don't tell you that enough, but publicly I just did. So there you go. <laughs> I appreciate it and love you as well. Yeah. So this conversation could clearly keep going, um, but I want to be respectful of your time on a on a Saturday. Ryan, I, I told everybody you are in Pittsburgh, but you've got a new business. You've got a new operation. You've got a new new journey ahead of you. How can people find you to receive, you know, a level of health and wellness that that truly is uh, unmatched? Thank you. Uh, on my Instagram, my platform is crack that heals. There's a period in between each one at crack dot that dot heals. It's playing words for those who understand chiropractic and we adjust. Um, that's my Instagram. Our website is forged medical, which is F O R G D medical m-e-d-i-c-a-l.com you can also find me on facebook 
with the Forged Medical, facebook.com forward slash Forged Medical. And then this whole clinic's place. So I'm this, the spinal correction side of things that is the brick and mortar aspect is called Forged Medical. Now this whole medically integrated clinic and facility and as we're expanding is called Pro Health Place. And in Pro Health Place, we have everything that I offer as, as a primary care spine physician. It's a new buzzword. Primary care spine physician. Everything that I offer is the Forest Medical. And then there's hyperbaric oxygen chambers. There's IV drips. There's functional medicine and wellness. And then, then there's what I do. Um, and we're, we're bringing on some more people too. So that's how you can find me there. Um, I think those are the best avenues. If you want to email me, uh, the email that I answer that's not office related. If you want to book an appointment, you can do that through the Instagram as well. There's links on there. Uh, or forgedmedical.com. If they want to connect through email, do we want to just put something down below or do you want me just to say it? I'll make sure it's in the show notes. How about that? All right. Perfect. Perfect. Um, so it's uh, perfect. So then you just put it in the show notes. Excellent. Anything else? How can they? I mean, obviously, they're already connected with you. Um, I haven't done a podcast yet. People are telling me to do a podcast. I know it's a lot of time and effort. And I don't want to. I don't want to say it, but I feel like everything else is same excuse, saturated. No, there, there, there is a niche for your wisdom. I, I would um, triple dog dare you to start a podcast show. Uh, Joe Rogan would be afraid. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think that would that would be fun to watch you grow and scale that for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Ryan, thanks for the again. conversation, brother. You, you, you were a cut above and I uh, appreciate your time on a Saturday. Amen. Thank you very much, sir.